How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 101 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And today I'm recapping the A's uh, exhausting, but, you know, exhilarating at the same time, uh, win against the Astros in the 13th inning. That was a lot of fun to watch. But uh, also, I'm going right to bed after recording this because, oh man, what a game. So in the first segment here, I'll recap the game a little bit, uh, go over some standout performers, and in the second half, I'm going to go through some of my takeaways and uh, how they were pitching a couple of certain players and why we shouldn't be down on one certain player that uh, I saw getting a little bit of vitriol on Twitter, and uh, I I think it's uncalled for, so we'll go into all that stuff uh, after we do uh, ads and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, but before we get into anything... Just wanted to let you know that we are brought to you by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And also, please give us a follow on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us any questions or comments that you may have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. The A's won uh, a game. They, they won a game. Uh, they are now 10-4 uh, and four on the season. They are Three and a half games up on the Houston Astros, who are now below 500 at six and seven. So uh, that's maybe a little bit surprising. I don't know. Um, I mean, they're not using trash cans anymore, so maybe they are not as improved as we thought they were. Because uh, there, there has been some not great offensive performers from you know uh, Jose Altuve and George Springer and Alex Bregman and you know the trash can gang, if you will. Um, so yeah, they're not doing great, and I know that they have injuries. Blah 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 blah. But uh. I believe there's a word for that, and it's uh, karma. So karma's coming to bite you guys. It's been fun. Um, yeah, so the A's won 3-2 in the 13th. Uh, Marcus Sem- Simeon. I keep saying Simeon. I need to get better at that. Marcus Simeon, uh, he had the walk-off hit, and uh, that was surprising because he did not look good at the plate most of the night. Um, so maybe that's going to be a turnaround thing. I'll, I'll touch on that in the second half, and uh, whether or not you know this could be a thing for him, at how he looked at the plate overall. Uh you know, according to the advanced metrics and all that stuff, because that's what I've been basing all these ba- uh, breakouts off of, and so far they've been looking okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Semyon had the walk-off. Austin Allen had a big hit. They walked Tony Kemp, who had been great all night, uh, to get to Austin Allen, and Austin Allen, uh, he made him pay with two strikes. So he made a 2-1 game, a 2-2 game, and then Marcus uh, Simeon, he hit the uh, the double, or I guess it's single because it doesn't really matter where you went with the bases loaded, and uh, and the A's won the game. They loaded the bases so many times. Oh, my God. Uh, story of the game, game recap right here. Uh, left on base, Astros 26, A's 32. Both teams had their chances, and both of them just sucked with uh, runners in scoring position and just on base in general. And I'm not, like, mad about it or anything because, you know, this stuff happens. Both teams are trying to win the game. So, you know, sometimes they're going to be successful and whatnot. Uh, they'll give up, like, a hit, and then they get the guy gets left on base, and, you know, that's fine. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't, like, rile me up like it does for some people that, you know, there's left people left on base. I'm like, if they get the win, they get the win. And they didn't play great baseball, but they got the win. That's the sign of a good team, I think. So uh, that that's my stance on that. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned Tony Kemp before. I'm going to just jump right into Tony Kemp. He went one for two with three walks, and uh, he is sneakily hitting 316 to lead the team right now. And I believe this is because uh, he saw that uh, MLB.com, they had an article saying that the A's need a new second baseman at the trade deadline. And he was like, hey, you know what? How about no? That's a terrible idea. He's been, uh, I, I mentioned him a couple episodes ago. He's hitting much better recently. And, uh, you know, I... I I'm okay with him. He had a nice defensive play, you know, flashing the leather. 
So uh, Tony Kemp at second base. I, I can get behind this. And, and they still got Chad Pender there for a platoon if they need it. They got Vimy Amachin if they need him. They got Franklin Barreto if they need him. They got guys that can play second base. They don't need another second baseman because then all these people are going to be not left without a job. But, you know, they'd be open to waivers and whatnot, and they'd have to make another move. And uh, the trade value is not there, so it would be kind of a stupid trade for the A's to get Jed Lowry again. Um, there's not a lot of second basemen out there that you really want or that are available. Like, uh, are the Reds going to trade Mike Moustakas to the A's? And is Mike Moustakas good defensively? I don't think so, but he'd be good offensively. I'd rather take my chances with uh, Tony Kemp because he at least brings speed to the team. And that's something. Plus, his defense is okay. So, uh, you know, there's all that stuff. So moving right along, we got uh, Chris Bassett. He, I, I predicted that he was going to go like six innings, give up two runs, four hits, uh, walk somebody, and strike out like five guys. He did better than that. I think he went seven innings, gave up three hits and earned a run. He walked three and struck out three. Uh, I'll take the extra inning and one less run any day. So uh, good job on Chris Bassett. He looked fantastic. He's been lighting it up all season. He currently has an ERA. It's funny. He went seven innings, gave up one run, which raised his ERA to 1.08. And I knew that, you know, Chris Bassett's been fantastic in his three starts this season so far. Uh, I knew that his ERA was low. After this start, I was like, hey, where does he rank among league leaders? Like, in this short season, he's got maybe seven, eight more starts left. So let's start thinking about the Cy Young, obviously. And uh, I'm just going by ERA because I don't think that the advanced stats are updated yet. So uh, just by ERA, he is fourth in baseball with a uh, with his 1.08. Lance Lynn, who the A's gave an ERA to, so they kind of tried to help him out with the, uh, the Cy Young bout a little bit. He has a 0.49 ERA. He's number one. Randy Dobnak, he's a person. He pitches for the Twins, and uh, he has a 0.60. Never heard of him. Hopefully, uh, we don't have to face him because he's looking good. Also, he doesn't have a lot of strikeouts, so I don't really know what his deal is. He probably pitches to contact and uh, gets ground balls. That's my assumption. Haven't looked into him, but I'm going to go with that. He's a ground ball guy. And then uh, Shane Bieber, who strikes everybody out, he has like 35 strikeouts in like 20 innings. He's ridiculous. He's been on fire. He'd probably get the Cy Young at this point because he has a uh, 0.83 ERA, and that is really good. And, you know, the voters like the strikeouts. And uh, Chris Bassett doesn't quite have those strikeouts, but he is on a good team. So uh, maybe that holds some weight. I don't know. And then uh, just slightly down the line, uh, you got Frankie Montas at 7th in ERA. So, you know, that's a plus. He can lower that against the uh, the, the Trastros tomorrow and uh, put himself even further into Cy Young contention. Um, so yeah, uh, eighth pitching is nice. And also if they were, if the A's were going to trade for something, I think it'd be, uh, like legit starting pitch. Like they could trade for Shane, Shane Bieber, but I think that he's a free agent like in 2025 or something like that. So they're probably not going to get Shane Bieber, maybe like Mike Clevenger, but he hasn't been good. So, uh, I don't know that they're going to make any trades. We'll see, you know, in the next three weeks, how things are shaking out and, uh, you know, I'll throw a poll up and be like, Hey, what do you guys want? You guys want a second baseman? You guys want a reliever? You want a... Starting pitcher, whoa, what sounds good to you guys? And then I'll do some research, and I'll look up who they should trade for, and it'll be fun. Um, my mind's loopy. Sorry if this is meandering a little bit. Anyway, let's talk about the A's bullpen. They were fantastic. They gave up one run, which did not count against them statistically. I mean, it would have counted in the game score, and it did count in the game score, and they would have lost if the A's had not won and Marcus Simeon had not uh, hit his 
walk-off single. But um, yeah, they only gave up the one. It didn't count against them statistically. They were doing fantastic. And the performance from J.B. Wendelkin was just amazing. Uh, he went three innings, gave up two hits, and the run, which wasn't his fault, uh, he walked one and struck out one. He he bent a little bit, but you know for the most part he he did his damn job and he was fantastic. I really like seeing him out there. Uh, I was saying before the season started he's going to be getting some late inning work. He got the highest leverage situation that you could imagine. Would just keep getting guys on second base and he never and he allowed one to score in three tries. So uh, yeah, he's the guy. Uh, I like him a lot. And I would like to see him pitch more, like in the eighth inning, maybe. Although, Soria has been really good, too. And I like Petit. So, I don't know where he fits. But I guess that's a good problem to have. So, uh, yeah, the bullpen, obviously, uh, they're great. I know that, you know, usually when you talk about a bullpen, it's, uh, they suck. They blew another game. But uh, not this year, A's fans. Uh, That's 2020 talk. They are doing their damn job this time. Uh, Also, I want to talk about... uh, is it Aeoli Paredes? I forget his first name. It it sounds like Aeoli, but it's not. I think it's Aeoli. It might be Aeoli, but with an E. Uh, anyways, he was, oh man, I did not like watching Hayes batters face him. He went two innings, gave up a hit, walked one, struck out five. The only good thing about his performance from an A standpoint, is it a 338 pitches, and he's probably not going on Saturday. So we don't got to worry about him. Throw Cy Sneed back out there. Uh, he, he was a lot more fun to face for the A's. Yeah, so uh, keep an eye on that guy. He, If you play fantasy baseball, go pick him up or whatever, because uh, the, the strikeout numbers do not lie. Peeling back the curtain here, I uh, I took my own advice, and I started a bid for him in my new league. So I, And his name is Enoli, not Aoli. That's my bad. I want to make sure his name is Enoli. Paredes. So, uh, yeah, go pick him up on your fantasy team. He was fantastic. Um, and I'm looking forward to not seeing him the rest of the series because he uh, threw too many pitches. So in the second half of this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Matt Olson's potential swing hole. You got uh, why Chris Davis should not be getting uh, too much vitriol on the internet because he was actually doing pretty well last night, uh, regardless of the outcomes and, you know, those couple of strikeouts. And uh, we're going to talk about Marcus Simeon a little bit and see if he's bound to break out uh, in, in the coming days. So uh, stick around for that. But first, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need with a few easy clicks to deliver it straight to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see what parts available for your car or truck. Write code locked on. That's two words, locked on, in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So guys, I did it again. My, my wife and I, we didn't want to go out. We didn't want to cook. We ordered Chinese food today from a local place. I don't know what the name of the place is. My, my wife handled this one. But, uh, of course, we use Postmates, and we use the non-contact delivery, which is great. And that is why I love them right now, because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from my local restaurants, everything gets delivered right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. 
We need to be supporting our local neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi or Chinese food or pizza. You know, the things that I usually talk about. They also make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside my door. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code Locked On. That is one word, Locked On. That's code Locked On for those in the back. And with that code, you get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Post made it. So we are back. We are in the second segment. And before I get going, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter or Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You know the email address. I'll plug it again here in a few minutes. Um, also, yesterday I posted two episodes. One was a fun little thing that I did with some Locked On hosts where I had them record messages uh, for the Astros and uh, how excited they are about the Astros' upcoming season. And uh, there was uh, lots of laughs to be had. And then uh, I posted another one. It was a special conversation about anti-Semitism with fellow Locked On host. She's the host of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, Gabrielle Starr. She is also a woman of Jewish Jewish heritage. Uh, We had a conversation about, you know, how I could learn and grow and all that stuff uh, after, you know, what Ryan Christensen did after the A's win. Um, And whether or not, you know, it was intentional or anything like that, it's still an important conversation to be had and uh, heard. Go ahead and listen to those two. Those dropped on Friday morning and afternoon. So they are still at the top of your feed if you subscribe to the podcast or if you're just looking for, you know, see all episodes, it's it's at the top. So, uh, yeah, that's all for that. Uh, let's get straight into it and talk about Matt Olson real quick. I noticed that in the later innings, uh, the Astros relievers just seem to be throwing him heaters middle in. And I don't know if that's a hole in a swing or, you know, he just wasn't looking to be ready for it. He didn't swing at these pitches. Um, he looked to just keep thinking that they were inside. So maybe that's a hole that uh, they found in their scouting report of Matt Olson. Um, and it's not like they were throwing particularly hard. I know that one of them was like 89. So maybe it was a slider. I, I don't know. It, it was late. It, it is actually late now as I record. Um, that's something to definitely keep an eye on with Matt Olson. He didn't have a great night at the plate, but, uh, he's due to regress a little bit from three homers in two games. So I can't be really that mad at him. But it is something that I definitely want to keep an eye on as I keep watching uh, the baseball games. And uh, if you want to as well, just be like, hey, that's the thing that Jason mentioned. And, uh, you know, tag me if I don't see it. That would be wonderful. Uh, I also want to talk about Marcus Simeon. He had the game winner, obviously. And that was 100 miles an hour off the bat at 21 degree launch angle. And that it had an expected batting average of 500. So that's awesome. He also had the double play ball, which uh, was 84 miles an hour off the bat with a four degree launch angle. And that actually had an expected batting average of 360. And those were his two best hit balls of the night. Uh, He didn't look very great other than those two. Um, So when he came up with the game on the line, I didn't have a lot of confidence that he was going to get the job done. Um, I kind of wanted to see Tony Kemp do it, honestly, because he had had more success. He's the A's best hitter according to batting average, which isn't necessarily the best stat to be using. But uh, he'd been hot. He'd been on base four times on Friday night. So uh, that was a plus. And one of those uh, well-hit balls from Simeon was a double play ball. So I kind of, you know, uh, it skirts by you a little bit when that happens. But um, yeah, I I don't know if this is going to propel him to bigger and better things. It might be a confidence boost kind of thing, and that might be what he needs. Uh, 
that that was definitely the hope right now. But judging from his exit velocities and expected batting averages, there wasn't a lot to really hang on for seeing the breakout around the corner. And uh, I, I think that it's just a t- timing issue. Maybe he fixed the timing in that last at-bat and we'll see better things from him moving forward. It would certainly be a great added addition to the top of the lineup, especially if Tony Kemp's going to keep going from the from the nine hole. And then you got uh, Ramon Laureano, who has cooled off from his hot start, but he's still you know pretty decent. Matt Olson can get hot on, on a whim. So, uh, yeah, they, they'd have a pretty solid lineup if Simeon starts hitting like the guy that finished third in the MVP race as opposed to, uh, you know, 2017 Marcus Simeon. So, uh, yeah, it, it's something to look forward or look out for at least. Uh, if not, look forward to if this is the thing that turns the page on his season so far. Um, and then the last guy that I really want to talk about is uh, Chris Davis. I kept seeing things on Twitter that were like, Chris Davis is up. He's going to strike out again. And I mean, he did in the late innings and they were throwing heat, I, I, I guess. And it looked like they have a new scouting report on him, at least with guys that throw like 100 miles an hour. And that is uh, fastballs up and away out of the zone. Um, he, he seems to be laying off of the, you know, uh, the breaking stuff down and away, which is a plus and kudos for him to recognizing those and getting better at recognizing those pitches and working on his vision and all that stuff. But it looks like uh, they're like, hey, we got this one now. So uh, I think he's going to have to get used to those, obviously. And he's going to have to start doing a little bit of damage with those or at least fouling them off or something. Because uh, he he makes his money in the top half of that zone right there. But like in the strike zone, that's where he hits dingers. Uh, he can't just be concentrating on the lower two thirds of the zone and hoping that somebody makes a mistake on something down there and, uh, he can hit it out. That's not his game. That's not how he's going to go. He needs those high fastballs. He just needs to make sure that they're in the strike zone. So, uh, if he can lay off them, then he's going to be, uh, he's going to be mashing. But from what I saw in the advanced metrics, he was still putting the ball in play at, you know, really good expected batting average percentages uh his double was an expected batting average at 350 and that was the lowest one that he had uh he had a line out which had a, an expected batting average of 530 he had a second line out which with an expected batting average of 590 so it looked like it was a little bit of bad luck on his end and uh, i mean he went one for six with three k's the the bottom line doesn't look good but if those other two had turned into hits like they should have uh, you know, according to percentages and whatnot, uh, he'd be three for six and then we wouldn't be complaining as much. So, um, I, I think that he's, you know, still on track. He's still doing okay. Got to give him some time and, uh, you know, hopefully he lays off those high fastballs because if they find another wrinkle in, you know, where they can pitch him, then, uh, everybody's going to be taking advantage of that. And then we're going to see him slump again. So, uh, here's hoping. Just real quick on Saturday, we have uh, Framber Valdez. He is a left-handed starter for the Houston Astros. Uh, we'll see how he does. And then uh, for the A's, we got Frankie Montas going. The, the issue with Frankie Montas is going to be his pitch count and how deep he can go and if he's walking guys. Because uh, the Astros will take advantage of that, even though they're not hitting very well and they left 26 guys on base uh, in Friday night's game. Uh, Framber Valdez does not walk guys. So A's are going to have to make their opportunities. They, they won... Friday night's game, I mean, it took them three innings, three consecutive innings with the bases loaded. It took 32 guys left on base, but hey, they got the job done eventually. So maybe uh, they'll finish a game by 7 p.m. tomorrow night and uh, we'll, we'll be celebrating good times in Oakland once more. So uh, that, that's the hope. Um, that, that's going to be it for me today, guys. I'm going to be off until uh, uh, there'll be a new podcast on Monday. I'll record Sunday night. So I'll recap the uh, Saturday and Sunday games and all that stuff. 
Uh, I'll be tweeting along with you guys on Saturday and Sunday as well. So we got a couple more Astros games. Should be a lot of fun. But uh, I'm going to get out of here. Just going to go straight to bed. So uh, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk with you guys on Monday.